It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady, and it's uh, time for the uh, podcast, uh, I guess, maybe, technology. Go ahead. All right. I'm you, good. You I'm talk because I'm angry. I'm ready to go. You're always angry. No, I, um, I just machines anyway, are stupid. Anyway, um, yeah. So we had a pretty full Friday uh, of games. We had a, a basically everyone in the Mac and BWAC played in girls hoop, and most of the same in, in boys hoop. Actually, it was more Mac in boys hoop. We got to see two of those games, and then you had a couple of hockey games that uh, on Saturday that went a total of four periods. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, looking at the matchups, uh, kind of what uh, happened was what I kind of expected would happen. You had uh, 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 Gross Point North that uh, has really been bad this year, and Marysville is healthy now. They've got all their guys, and uh, and they stormed all over them, and that was expected to happen. And Anchor Bay is a better team than PH, so what happened was what I expected to happen. And we're we're really coming down the home stretch. I mean the uh, the districts, at least for the boys, because they started first, are are closer than we want to admit. <laughs> well, and and the other part about it, because it still feels like the boys for the BWAC has a long ways to go. Whereas with the MAC, we're already into the MAC tournament now. Yeah, that starts Thursday, so we won't have a ton of stuff between now and, and Wednesday. So we will have the girls draft Wednesday, just because there's going to be about twelve games to talk about <laughs> between now and then. And we actually had a full slate on Friday, so uh, that's probably going to take up most of the time in, in this one. All right, and we'll start with uh, the ladies, then we'll talk about the boys, and then we'll talk about that hockey. So it will be a full show today. Uh, and we'll get it started next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. 
Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, and we start with girls basketball from uh, Friday night. And uh, in the uh, MAC, uh, Brady, another tough night for Port here in High as we continue to try to figure out what's happened to the Red Hawks recently. They have just they have been on a bad slide, and this is kind of uh, the the bottom of of this slide. Eisenhower, I mean, they're not a bad team; they're about 500, but they're not a team they should. L- that should be beating Port Huron by 19. And that makes it five out of six for PH. Uh, this was a team that PH beat by 20 uh, not too long ago at home. So to go down there and only put up 24 points, I don't know. I, I am very concerned with what the Red Hawks are doing. I mean, at one point this season, you looked at it and they were 8-1. and one, And now they're 9-6. and six. Yeah, so th- this has been a, a tough stretch for them. And I know... They played a lot of good teams, but at eight and one, we thought they were just as good as all these teams. And a remember, lot of they the lo- a lot beat of the losses, Point North. Yeah, a lot of the losses have been close games, but this one wasn't. And yeah. this was the that's why it's the concerning that's as concerning as it is is because after playing three five point games against top teams to go to a, up against a team you should beat and kind of get bombed by nineteen that doesn't bode confidence in you playing well against other good teams and only losing by five. And as far as we know, they're healthy. Now, they were well, healthy at least the last and, time and, you saw them. Yeah, which was the game before, three days earlier. So, it, yeah, it's. Uh, I hope they're just going through it. Maybe they're having a, a cold spell shooting. I mean, it's, oh, it's it's been a long one. This started on January 11th of this stretch, yeah. and well, it's so basically it's been almost a month. So they they've got to figure something out because it just it's not the same as it was. And when I saw them earlier in the season, they were just fantastic. Absolutely. And 
that doesn't make as much sense. Like, we know why Northern's struggling. We know why. I mean, they they lose to a really good Utica Ford team, uh, 41-28. That one doesn't surprise me, one, because Ford's 12-3 and on the season. And even if Northern had everyone back at full that's go, game, that's, yeah. yeah, that's a tough game for them. So it doesn't really concern me that Northern lost to Ford. I mean, we know what Northern is at this point. It's get healthy and, and try to be a spoiler in the district. Yeah, uh, and and look forward to next year. Right. I really think they're going to be one of our better teams in the area next year. I hope so because they have talent, and I, I hope they're uh, that the the karma swing goes the other way and they get some good luck next year. Because again, even if they had everyone, and um, I don't know if they did or not for this one. That that's a tough game for them. That's I mean that's the team that's winning the white right now. Only lost one game in league play. So, yeah. all right. Uh, better uh, news for uh, Marysville. They beat Lance Cruz forty nine to thirty, and that's a, again a nice and a dominant win by Marysville. Oh, absolutely. Um, I I I mean I knew they were going to win this game. Avery Wolters had twenty points in the win, um, so she's been chugging along as normal. But everyone else contributed. I mean, you had seven from Collins, five from Ryan Quain, uh, five from um, Carly Woolham, uh, and then four from a couple others. So if everyone can pitch in f- four to five points, you get four people to do that. That's almost twenty points right there. Yeah, that's pretty good. That can. That's all you need to do. No one else needs to be a superstar. You don't need someone scoring another 20 points. But if everyone else can make a couple buckets, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, So, uh, and they're right in the thick of things uh, for uh, a league title. Um, and really, I think they're kind of in the driver's seat. Like the, They hold their own destiny in their own hands. Right. Southlake beat Cousineau by two on Friday. So each team, Southlake and Marysville, they're 6-1. They've play their last three games this week two are against each other uh tentatively dennis you'll see the third game on what thursday yeah um at marysville the only way that's not for a league title is if one side goes two and oh and the other goes zero oh and two uh before then yeah all right, uh, St. Clair gets a nice win on the road at Roseville, 40-34. to They're trying to finish strong, uh, Brady. Yeah, and, you know, this is a win I expected them to get. You know, maybe I wasn't respecting Roseville enough because that was a little closer than I would have guessed before this game happened. But, hey, St. Clair got a win, and, and they're starting to roll a little bit now. That's they're, they're on a little bit of a winning streak since that loss to Marine City. Uh, they have won three in a row five of their last six, and their only loss was a game against Marine City where they were winning in the fourth quarter at one point. Yeah. They just couldn't finish it out. So they sweep Roseville. Um, yeah, they actually beat them by, by 23 the first time. So Yeah, going down to Roseville, uh, that's, you know. But I'm going to tell I, you what, they're going to have a five-game winning streak because they're playing uh, Lakeshore and they're playing Clawson to finish out the league s- schedule. They're going to beat those two teams at home. And then... I guess for them, the MAC tournament can hold some weight because that can show them that they are a better team than they were early in league play when they were playing uh, Frazier and Marine City often and we're, we're losing those games. They'll get another crack, hopefully, at, at someone. Yeah. Uh, so th- I thought that was uh, a nice win uh, when I saw that on Friday. Uh, Anchor Bay beats Utica 68-54 in a high-scoring uh, game, and that wrapped up the scores from uh, the MAC. 
Now on the BWAC, uh, Armada did what they were supposed to do. They beat Algonac. 66-23 to 23 was the uh, final there. So Armada remains one of the top that, dogs. That, that was expected. Armada, their resume gets, gets stronger. I mean, that win over Romeo is looking really good. Romeo's second in the white right now. They're 11-4 and four and 6-2 and two in the MAC white. And Armada was the better team the night they played. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip over this one, and we'll go back to it, because Croslex beat MLA City 50-37, to so they remain one of the top dogs, mm-hmm. which uh, leads us to Yale. Uh, they beat North Branch 40-29, to and Sadie Dykstra dominated, dominated, 27 points, 8 rebounds. Remember, they only scored 40. Right. Uh, and Kimmy Martin had 8 points. Uh, and Barr had the other five points, plus I think she had seven or eight rebounds. So it, it was basically three people scored for Yale, but basically Sadie Dykstra scored for Yale, and by herself only got outscored by North Branch by two points. And Yale, Yale's rolling, and finally we're going to start getting some of these matchups. Finally we're getting some of the big ones, and it starts tonight in a makeup game. What, it's uh, Armada host Yale, and... I think these are the two top, top teams. I think Croslex is just a half step behind them from what I saw. And, I mean, the one time I saw them was when they lost to Armada. But I think these are the two teams that are vying for supremacy. And I know Croslex is still in the mix. I, I do think that they could beat them at any time. But I do I would rank these teams one and two in the BWAC. And round one's at Armada tonight. And when I've seen both these teams, it's been a while since I've seen Yale, but they both look pretty dominant. So, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting matchup to be because the two teams are kind of built differently, but they kind of play the same. Yeah, I mean, Yale doesn't have too much of a bench. I mean, I think they dress eight or nine girls for the for the whole game anyway, where Armada, they, there's a couple players on the bench they can go to that can give them big minutes and give them uh, some scoring. It's going to be interesting. Does the depth of Armada win out, or does the stars of Yale shine brighter, and are they able to outrun Armada? Because that's the one thing that I'm going to be curious about is I'm assuming Dykstra, Barr, and Martin aren't going to be on the bench for much more than a couple minutes tonight. So yeah, unless you get one of them in foul trouble, that they, they, right. they really can't not play them. So is Armada going to be able to, even if it's for ninety seconds, two minutes, get uh, the Sneezak Uptons on the bench and just give them time to to recharge those legs and maybe in the fourth quarter pull away from that and, and win it in the final eight minutes. Yeah, that that'll be interesting, and the 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 other. You know, interesting part about it is if you're Armada, do you focus on stopping Sadie Dykstra or do you just say, all right, Sadie can get her 20, but nobody else is going to beat us? Right. I, I really think it just depends on on the flow of the game because, again, the couple times I've seen Armada, for 75% of the time, they look like world beaters and then they will have to, I guess, recharge, reboot, and they'll have a 90-second stretch where everything goes wrong, but they played well for so long that it doesn't matter. And how much can Yale take advantage if there is that lull for Armada tonight? Yeah, Armada is interesting that way because they played PH the time that I saw them, which was early in the uh, the season. 
and it was dead even through three quarters. Then early in the uh, the fourth, they just kind of went to sleep, and PH got way up on them, and then down 10 with a minute to go, they almost won the game. They ended up losing because their last three-point shot didn't go in. Right. So they're they're an interesting team that and, way. And I know Armada has size, but do they have enough size to control Bar, or is she just going to be able to grab rebounds, alter shots in the post? Because Armada they like to get to the basket. They can shoot, but they like to get to the basket. How much is she going to affect the game? Because I feel like on some nights Alyssa Bar might not show up in the stat sheet, but she affects the game. Yes. just not just not in any quantifiable way. Yeah, well, when we watch teams play, I, I don't keep track of rebounds, but you know every night she's right around 10. Uh, Feels like not, it. If not more. Uh, and, yeah, it's block shots. And even shots that you don't block, but you make the player change the way they shoot and they miss mm. the shot um, because they can't go right to the rim. They, they got to do something funky and try to underhand the ball or, or lob it over her or something like that. So, um, yeah, very effective uh, player. Uh, and, again, uh, I, I don't care if uh, if Kim Martin hasn't knocked down a shot all game. She's not afraid to take the big shot. I saw that at SC4 um, when she – I think she had two points the whole game and she stepped up in the final 10 seconds and and made a huge shot for them. Well, Armada can really prove their worth worth this week. If they go 2-0 and against Yale and then Thursday they go to Cross-Lex, they're in the driver's seat. I mean, there's obviously no bones about it. You go, you get these back-to-back wins, and I like how they're spread out, um, that you can focus on Yale tonight and then have a couple of days to get ready for Cross-Lex. Armada can be firmly in control of the BWAC come week's end, or they could be on the outside of the title picture. Yeah, they, they could be out if, if you lose both. You can't do worse than get a split here. Um, and... Really, they probably do themselves a bigger favor by winning the Yale game because yeah. they've already beaten Crosslex once. So um, a, a loss to the Pioneers isn't devastating unless you lose this one first. Yeah, so. it's. Uh, I mean, it's a big one. I'm excited to see this one because we've been waiting for this for a long time, and the weather had some things to say about it. But I have a, I have a feeling we're going to get a good one tonight. And yeah, two contrasting styles. I hope. Hope there's a good crowd for it because this is as big of a game either side's had all year long. I mean, I know Armada hosted Crosslex, and that was a big one, and I thought that was a fun atmosphere. But this is a, a, another one that if, if you win this, you're you're putting yourself in position to take the BWAC title. All right, uh, just a couple of other scores uh, from Friday night. Elmont beats Richmond 32-30, to uh, 30, um, and uh, Cardinal Mooney uh, beat Austin Catholic 34 34- to 32 um, and actually I think the, uh, the the girls at Cardinal Mooney are doing decently in their league this year uh, I, without looking that up I, I think that they're actually not too bad uh, and uh, for Elmont and Richmond th- those are teams that are kind of uh, in similar situations Elmont lost a lot off of last year's team and Richmond's trying to build the Elmont girls actually, are playing better, and the Elmont girls. Elmont actually kind of needed that win because they had been struggling. That was a uh, 
that was a much-needed win for the Raiders. So um, there's actually not a ton tonight. There's only, I think, like three games. The Richmond girls are at Kersley, and then you have another BWAC makeup game, right? Yeah, uh, Elmont and Emily City are playing tonight. Uh, that one's at Elmont. All right, so you'll actually get to see the Raiders in person. Yeah, uh, and off of a win, so hopefully they'll be confident. Um, and it'll be my first look uh, at uh, actually both of these uh, teams uh, to kind of see where they're at. Uh, there are a lot of boys games, too, on uh, Friday, so we'll grab a break and then we'll uh, start uh, talking about that, including uh, games that Brady and I both uh, saw, Northern St. Clair, Marysville, Marine City, and we'll talk about that coming up next. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, let's get into boys basketball. Uh, we'll start with uh, Portier on Northern and St. Clair, which is a game that uh, Brady saw. It was at St. Clair, and uh, I, I think uh, the the when we talked Friday night after the uh, the game, you, you said Northern just basically kind of flexed their muscle. Yeah, it was a whooping. I mean, there, there there's no other way to put it that Portier on Northern went down to St. Clair and – dominated for four quarters. This game was, I think it was 2 nothing St. Clair, and then it was never close after that. This was an absolute uh, dominating performance from Northern, and it was a stark reminder of um, what the difference is between a team like Northern, who in Division One can... I mean, even if you want to be uh, a critical, they're borderline state good at worst. Like they're a team that's going to is trying to battle to make a run in D one. Um, I know their district's going to be tough, so it might not happen. But they are getting a lot of love. They're a top twenty five team in the state, regardless of division. They've knocked off Lincoln, who's supposedly the best team in D two, against the Saint Clair team that is really nice in the Max Silver and that I like a lot. But right now is trying to get be better than area good. And Northern up and down showed why uh, they their starting five is tremendous. Um, they had a, a great game plan. Braylon Franz didn't score his first point in the game until there was, I think, a minute thirty left in the third quarter. That's doing a good job on a guy that that's hard and, to do and against. And the thing was that Amir Moreland did a tremendous job. That was the best athlete Francis had to go against, and Moreland did an amazing job keeping him in front. And when he needed help, guys would slide over to help, and they, they played such solid defense that it never hurt them to help on, on France. And it was, a, it was a team effort. Haru had 18. Malik Thompson had 13. Amir Moreland had 12. Alex Jameson only had seven points or six points because that's all he needed to have. Um Cooper Pennowell was the only St. Clair player to score in double figures. He had 10. And it felt like for St. Clair, it was pulling teeth to get anything going. I mean, at one point, this was a 35-point game. The final was 62-36. Northern runs past St. Clair. And uh, Northern really showed... uh, that they are top dog. I think Lincoln Watkins had 14 rebounds was the unofficial count on Friday night. He was all over the boards. And the biggest thing was Northern supporting cast wouldn't be a supporting cast on basically any other team in the area. I think I said this to you before the show that any of Northern starters would be no worse than the number two option on any other team in the area. And for a lot of teams in the area, they, they'd be the number one guy. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that would build their offense around Caden Cantrell or Malik Thompson or even like Norell Jordan would be a big piece on any team. And he's the, the next guy off the bench. Um, the only one you could maybe make an argument for in my eyes right now is Yale. And that's because they have three guys that do three completely different things. So, But they'd still be a big focal point on that team yeah but but if you give uh, Kohler 
an Alex Jameson standing off on the wing, right, or a Cam Haru, right, um, to dribble know. drive, and now or or even a Cantrell to to be another athletic wing, like it's and, gonna be. And here's the other thing for, for Northern: they're talking about getting Tyrese Johnson back soon, right? That makes a big difference, and I. I there is not a team in the area that is within 10 points of Northern. And I, it's just Friday was a stark reminder. St. Clair was 13-4 and four coming into this game. This wasn't a team barely above 500 that did well in a down league. The Silver is not a bad league. But Northern made it look like a bad league because it's taken both its champions out and beat them very easily. Yeah. And that's another part of it, too. St. Clair might have still had the league title hangover. Well, if you, if they did, it, it was a, a bad night to have it because, <laughs> I mean, Northern was all over this. And, and again, the scary part is everyone who scored for Northern is coming back next year. This is not their final form, and I think they're going to continue to grow because, I mean – Hey, Lons Cruz North's pretty good. That's actually probably Northern's toughest competition in the district this year. I mean, Dakota's still going to be good, but it's probably Lons Cruz North. But Northern in the area, unmatched. I, th- and there's some really nice pieces, but the biggest difference is, is that the fifth option on the floor for Northern is way better than anyone's fifth defender on the floor anywhere else in the area, and then they can go, Lincoln Watkins, he's doing what I thought he'd do when he showed up. Just be an athletic freak, be a big body, grab any rebound he can, and, hey, if he's wide open underneath, stick it back. He's got an all right shot of putting it back up and in and setting big screens and just being an athlete. I mean, Norell Jordan, I think, is playing with a lot more confidence. I mean, Caden Cantrell, he only had two points, but, man, did you notice him and his length. I mean, sitting courtside for this game, you just realized how much of a different speed Northern is at. Yeah. Oh, I I agree entirely. Um, So an impressive win for the Huskies. Marysville and Marine City played. Now, uh, this is the the second time in a row that I've seen Marine City, and they did the same thing. They did it with St. Clair for three quarters – they held their own, they were neck and neck, and they were giving a battle. But w- what it is for the Mariners is they just, when they absolutely have to get a basket, that's where they struggle. Uh, defensively, they got plenty of stops uh, against St. Clair and, and Friday against Marysville. But they run out of gas in the fourth quarter because they just can't score. They got five points in the fourth quarter. Liam Adams finished with five points. He didn't score until the fourth quarter. He made one basket, a three that was late that really it, it made a it, it made us like a seventeen point game, a fourteen point game, which was your your final score. Nobody for Marine City got more than seven points, and that was uh, Danny uh, Vandeviver, and I don't think he scored in the second half. And that's the thing with Marine City is they just don't have the, all right, we need a bucket, let's get it to player X right now. And for Marysville, they're starting to develop that a little bit, where Radford, I mean, I like that he had 19 points. Haran added 10. Um, and and Haran's points all came Basically, in the fourth quarter, he had like four points through three quarters. 
He was very quiet, not doing a whole lot. But when they needed it, he started knocking down uh, shots. And, and Radford dominated for the whole game. Like, he was the guy for the whole game. And the other guy that in the first three quarters made a couple of big shots for them was Zach Wright. He finished with eight points. He knocked down a couple of three-pointers. Uh, he was really good. And, again, other guys didn't score a lot, but Jake Dysinger, when they, they needed a points, knocked down a three. Cooper Smith came off the bench, just four points. But like you say with, with Cantrell, I noticed Cooper Smith Friday night, and that's not a guy that I generally notice when I've seen the Vikings play. Right, he's been, he's been hit or miss, like a lot of their guys, like the whole team, really. Yeah. And they didn't have R.J. Clark, so Andrew Kasky played those minutes, and he had four points. And again, if you can get four points from five different guys, that adds up pretty quickly, like we were talking about with their girls' team. They don't need everyone to score 15 points, but if everyone can take their turn, get a couple of buckets, those can add up, and especially while other guys are getting rests on the bench. Yeah, but but you do need at least one guy that can score for you, and that's what Marine City is lacking because, again, Van Deviver, seven points. Salisbury, six points. Uh, Hand had five points. Beaker had five points. That's Adams of- had five points. But uh, – that's how their scoring has been all year for but the you, most you, you part. you got to have at least one guy, and most teams have two, that can get 10 or more every night. And it seems like when it happens for North, or for Northern, for Marine City, it's different. Like, you saw Hand do it against St. Clair. Uh, I think Adams had a big game against uh, Madison the one time. When they've had good performances, it's not been consistently the same guy stepping up. And hopefully some of the young guys for Marine City can grow into that role because I do think there is something to work with there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, but and Marysville's rolling now. What's that? Six in a row for yeah, one. Yeah, and 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 they've got a winning record overall on the season. That's got to be the that first win time. guaranteed that they tie with Lakeview for the second best record in the silver this year. Third. Well, I mean, you had PH and yeah, St. so they have the two. best record. So they're one and two. And. Uh, if you're t- they're it, number one, and the next best record is six and four, and that's Marysville and Lakeview. Anyway, semantics aside, um, that this is the best stretch Marysville's had since that uh, COVID season. I mean, they they've been struggling. They haven't won six in a row in a long time, and now they're going to get another crack at PH later on this week. And boy, would that be a big turnaround because. In the two games they played, PH has dominated. I know the last one was a nine-point game. It was not a nine-point game. At one point, I think it was a 28-point game. So you want to say, hey, we're an improved team. We've turned a corner. We're different. Slay this demon. Because if you lose, I don't want to say this game means you lose two in a row. But the loser of this game, when because the way the MAC tournament works out, when you lose, you go into like a bunch of crossovers in the consolations. You play the loser of, I believe, the two, three, and the red. So you're playing either Roseville or Lons Cruz North. Yeah. So you lose this one, probably losing two in a row. Yeah. Uh, but it's two tough games, and it's two games that test you and battle prepare you for the postseason. Now, if you win this game. You'd have a chance for Marysville. They could avenge two demons because Clintondale is sixteen and two, and they're 
I believe they're going to end up being the one seed in the bronze, and that would likely be your opponent if you beat PH. So then you could go through PH and Clintondale and really get that momentum going. And the, if you look at their schedule, the Clintondale game is is the one that of the games that they've lost, they felt like they could win. And that's against the sixteen and two team. Yeah. I don't know, like, I, I guess I didn't give Clintondale enough respect because their only losses are at Centerline and at St. Clair. Yeah. So Clintondale's obviously doing something <laughs> right. Everyone I talk to says they play some pretty pretty nasty defense. So um, big one for Marysville and for PH. Hey, um, get that taste of Anchor Bay out of your mouth. You've had to sit around for a while because uh, you don't play until Thursday. And against a team that is playing well, but you get them at your place again. Don't want to repeat because last year they won the MAC tournament and then I think law or won the MAC league and then lost in the first round of the tournament, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, New Haven scored 96 points Friday night. They weren't even the highest scoring team in the uh, the state, but they beat Detroit University Academy 96 to 18. But we had a, a 101 to seven game in boys basketball. Yeah. I mean, that one I get because it's in the UP and there's a school every, like, 400 miles. So you play, <laughs> you have to play who you play. I am playing Detroit University Academy. Did you know that school existed before you scheduled them? Uh, I, uh, I mean, I, I get for, it was their senior night. You want to get your guys a win on senior night. Um, but that's uh, – I didn't know that school existed. I feel like every other week in basketball, we'll get a, a game like this where we go, this school exists apparently. Yeah. Well, I get confused because there's a university prep, and now apparently there's a university academy, and apparently they're not the same thing. Hold on. I- I'm just going to Google Detroit University Academy and see what co- – oh, is it, maybe it's University Academy Detroit. Um, it looks like it's called University Yes Academy. That's what comes up. I, I don't know, but well, they were a definite no on Friday night. <laughs> they were. I mean, they were not good. There's no way the school has more than a hundred kids in it, right? Detroit Universal Academy. It's listed at one spot. It actually says it has 200 kids in the school. All right. I don't. <laughs> Like, basketball I get because you only need, like, six kids to have a team that, oh, no, now this is Universal Academy, apparently. I was on a different one. It has a 2.3 star rating on Google, if that means any, anything for you. Not to me, no. No, so, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I assume it's, like, a charter school or I'm something I'm guessing. Like where Where is it, even? Oh, it's, like, downtown Detroit. It's it's or it's not downtown. It's between there and Dearborn, I guess. Huh. I don't know. I don't know why these get how these games get scheduled. Um, <laughs> somebody knows somebody, and apparently, like the, their other games are against Lincoln King, Cristo Ray. Apparently, there's a school called Inkster American International Academy. Oh yeah, I go to all their games. They they beat Detroit Frontier International. Dear- I've heard of Detroit Frontier. Dearborn Riverside Academy West. Waterford Oakside Prep, I mean, Westland Universal Learning Academy. These are all schools on Universal Academy's schedule. And then New Haven. And then New Haven. 
Who? How about Hamtramck Oakland International Academy? That's their game uh, coming up on Thursday. That'll be a good one. Yeah, they're at home. Make the trip down. Yeah, for they, that uh, it can't be worse. No, than than the game they just played. No, it, it can't. <laughs> Either way, uh, it's all those small charter schools really throw me off in in basketball because every single school that has a roof seems to have a basketball team. Well, that's fine. I don't. Have, I'm, I'm not begrudging them having a basketball. No, it's team. just I'm begrudging them. Why? Why are you scheduling New Haven? Well, the the bigger question is why is New Haven scheduling right. them? Because I mean they're a good team and they can compete with. I don't want to say anyone in the state, but most teams in the state. Anyways, let's go to the one BWAC game that we had on Friday because uh, I think this is a big loss for Elmont and Richmond has the Raiders number. 52 to 50, the Blue Devils beat Elmont, and that's two for two. Right. And Richmond, I mean, they're not having a bad season. They're eight and seven, but they hadn't beat anyone else. I mean, they were coming off two straight losses. This was in Elmont. This was a chance for the Raiders to get revenge and And really stay a force atop the league. Now you have questions going into a huge game this week with Yale. Yeah, you have to win that one. That's what, tomorrow? Yeah. That's Tuesday. And yeah, don't look now, but Yale could be cruising pretty nice after being in such a tight race at the end of this week because the week ends on, I think, Thursday with MLA City and Almont playing each other. So if Yale beats Almont, Almont beats MLA City – all of a sudden, Yale's two games clear of the next closest competitor. Yeah, uh, and and that would be maybe in that league the way Yale's playing, almost insurmountable. I because it gives them a buffer; they can lose right. a game. Now, and it doesn't really last hurt time we said Almont made up for the Richmond loss by beating Yale. Can Almont make up for the Richmond loss by beating Yale? They have to go to Yale. That's a tough gym to play in. I think Yale's a different team at home, especially when that student section's packed 30 rows up. I mean, that is a that can be a tough environment to play in, and when Yale gets rolling, they move downhill fast. So Almont has to, I guess, make up for the loss to Richmond and upset Yale twice, but I don't know if Yale's going to uh, be looking past Almont. I think they're going to have all focus on the Raiders. All right. This uh, I'll start with this. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, congratulations, Cardinal Mooney got a, a share of their first league title since 2018 with a 58-53 win over Gross Point Liggett on Friday. Brian Everhart, yeah, just 30 points. He took the night off. Right. Uh, Daniel Rice with uh, 10, uh, and uh, I, be- I believe uh, this clinches at least a share, and they yes. can win it outright, and probably will. And good for Mooney because the last few years in league, they've had some just behemoths in their league. It was, what, Loyola last year and Riverview Gabriel Richard the year before who were just no one in that league. Yeah, like really good, like uh, unbelievably good. Like they won every game in the league by 20-plus. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was silly. Like, I think the one year, it might have been Loyola, it was if you didn't get running timed, it was a win for whoever yeah, was playing. Yeah, it was like them. a moral victory. But that good for Cardinal Mooney, and it's going to set up the the Catholic League tournament is is a little different now. It's only four teams instead of eight. I believe they take the 
top three from the intersectional one and the winner of the intersectional two and match up. I think Mooney can win that. Yeah. Put another trophy in the case. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. This is a Mooney team that went to the semifinals last year and then lost their leading scorer in uh Rice. Mm-hmm. Lost Trent Rice. Trent Rice, by the way. Lost um Catavera, their big center, who was a force. Mm-hmm. Um Hilliker, Hilliker was- who was to me uh one of the most improved players in the area last year. Um, so th- they lost a lot. Uh, Trombley was on that team too. He was a solid guy off the bench. Um, but Brian Everhart's going bonkers scoring this year. Daniel Rice has improved uh, his uh, game. Uh, Mooney always played, works hard defensively. Um, so to, to turn around with all those losses with a team that went that far and win a league title, something that that team didn't do, Right. Um, you know, that well, again, context matters yeah, but, a little bit. There were a lot of teams that were winning that league last year, but no, it's uh it's nice to put another year up on the banner, like we say, and get get a solid win over a good Liggett team. And this Mooney team kinda hitting their stride a little bit. They're, good time for it. Right. Like they this was a team at one point we were a little worried about figuring it out that yeah, Everhart was scoring, but it wasn't leading to wins. I mean you look um early in the year at one point they had lost uh they were like three and four in a stretch with losses to Saint Clair, Sacred Heart. Uh Clintondale was another team they lost to and I remember I still hadn't had respect for Clintondale back then <laughs> and I'm going, Ugh, I don't like that one. Again, Hindsight now, I'm going to absolve every team I was upset with with Clinton, losing to Clintondale because they've obviously been good. And then they lost at Foley, and at that point you went, man, all right, can, can they figure it out? And since then, their only losses are to PH and, and Croslex. Yeah, non-league, and we saw non-league those. games that they scheduled because they know they're playing good teams and they want to challenge themselves. And it's worked out because they haven't lost in league since and against any – Basically, any team that's their size that they would be playing in the postseason, they've done all right against. All right, uh, let's go to the GTC East uh, on uh, Friday night. This is a league that I, I don't understand, and I don't know who's going to win or who's winning. Uh, Ubley beat Sandusky fifty-one to forty-two. Harbor Beach beat K-Pack fifty-five to twenty-nine, and Marlette beat Brown City forty-three to twenty-six. Every time I think one team is playing well. Somebody steps up and beats them, and every time I think one team is making the move to be the best team, somebody beneath them beats them. It, it It's a little weird up in the thumb this year <laughs> in basketball. I think Harbor Beach is still the best team, but, I mean, Brown City was playing well, and then they get whooped by Marlette. They get held to 26. Sandusky, I thought, was playing well, and then and lose to Ubley, Ubley who's been... Um, a little bit of everything this year. So just just an update on the GTC East. And K-Pack, like some yeah. nights they're super competitive and they beat teams, and then other nights they can't score. Right. I go from, all right, this K-Pack team's no good, to, oh, they just beat Sandusky or whoever they beat. Maybe they're better than I thought. Or they beat, um, would they almost beat Harbor Beach the one time? Yeah. Um, I think they beat Ubley the other yeah. night. Yeah. So, Beach is eight and one. They're probably going to win the league because the next closest is Marlette and Brown City at four and three. And I don't see them going the rest of the way, actually, with only what? It's a seven team league, so they're only playing to twelve games. 
Beach just needs to go two and one and they clinch a league title. Yeah, or I don't. I don't. Three and one. I don't. Know. I don't see them losing that many one. games. I don't. Know. I, don't, I don't know if they'll lose one more game. Right, but Beach is uh, Beach is actually the only team that's more than like a game above five hundred. Like Marlette's eight and eight, Brown City's seven and eight, Ubley's eight and six, K-Pax eight and seven, Sandusky seven and seven. So the middle portion of that league is almost identical in overall record. Yeah, and I guess that's why they just keep knocking each other off. Right. They're a lot of the same. Yeah. So and Harbor Beach might be the team to make a run if it goes to the postseason. Because thirteen and three is a pretty solid record. For yes, them. it is. All right. Uh Deckerville beat Memphis fifty seven to forty two. Bay City All Saints over Peck 51-33. Karsten uh, Leiblang had 11 for Peck. Kingston beat Carsonville Port Sandlack 63-29. Dryden was a 75-38 winner over Akron Fairgrove. And the other, only other score from uh, Friday night was uh, Burton Thomas Moore beating Landmark 64-49. to uh, 49. So that's all the boys' basketball from Friday. Again, there are some big games this week with the MAC tournament starting later in the week. And early in the week, right off the bat, we've got a makeup game with Elmont and Yale that I think is very important in the BYU. Right. And with the MAC tournament, I know we don't put a ton of stock in like winning the MAC tournament and, and that being a big deal. I think what it means, at least from my perspective, more of – is kind of where teams are at. Like, Northern's going to play New Haven again, I believe, unless it's almost certain that they're playing New Haven again. Hey, get that win. Keep keep, keep it rolling. Get that taste of Romeo out of your mouth. Put that, put that further in the rearview mirror, and then you get a matchup against a red team that you can really test yourself with going into districts. For Marysville and PH, I think that's a big one for them just to – See where each other's at. Can some one of them build momentum, especially Marysville? Prove you turned the corner. Prove I'm not going to get a get a bad hot and ready after <laughs> after feeling confident about what I've gotten. Yeah, every because time I forget you made that analogy, you got to bring it back. Always. Up again. And for St. Clair, hey, they get another crack at Lakeview. I just want them to beat Lakeview again. Yeah, that is true. But it's but in all honesty, that's a team that's going to be tough to beat three times in a season. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, no, I mean, I, I don't like them, but that doesn't mean I don't respect them. Right. So, Which is the difference between you and oh, me. I when you don't like somebody, you don't even respect no, them. No, I, I think they're <laughs> a, a solid team. I just, yeah. Um, but Saint, that's, that's not a gimme game for St. Clair. And especially after getting beat up by Northern, I'd like to see a bounce back against a different Husky team. Yeah, you, you hope that the Northern game gives them a little kick in the butt and wakes them up rather than discourages them and makes them play worse. Right. And then, again, building confidence. I guess the one thing I can take out of the MAC uh, tournament is it can be kind of like a dress rehearsal for districts where you have to win three games in a row to win a championship. And that's kind of how I would approach it. Not that I need to win the MAC tournament, but, hey, let's just get ready to get in the mindset of postseason. If you lose, you're done. Yeah. All right, we'll take a uh, break, and then we'll wrap things up talking about uh, some hockey that was played over the weekend as well. 
Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's qcsph.com. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized, unique, and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd. Us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back, Dennis and Brady, and our third segment. Uh, let's talk a little hockey. Um, we'll start with Port Huron Northern. It, it seems like every weekend for the past six weekends, the MAIHL has had some sort of showcase tournament or something going on. So in one of those events, Northern matched up with Alpina, of all people, uh, and Alpina wins this one 5-4 to four in what sounds like it was a pretty good hockey game. Tim Monahan had two of the Huskies' four goals. Matt Graham had a goal and an assist. Lucas Birch 
had a goal. We were just talking to somebody about Lucas Birch. Um, Nehemiah Barrett had two assists, and Bryson Smith had two assists for uh, Northern. Uh, again, overall, I like the way this Husky team has has played this year. I know they come out on the short end in this one. They're they're right around five hundred. Yeah, but eleven th- and nine on the year. Yeah, they're, they're beating teams they're supposed to beat, and they're actually playing better teams. Pretty tough. Yeah, they've only had a couple of those uh, stinkers, and that was uh, what to, to Catholic Central is the the only. Yeah, big and I loss. think Orchard Lake St. Mary's has has had their number. Yeah, but again, eight, those are they two lost really eight to good one. teams. Uh, they'll get a shot at, at De La Salle before the, the regional. They're going to be playing, what, uh, three games in five days coming up here soon between Tuesday and Saturday. It, it's a tune-up. It's tune-up time. Yeah, get and ready. The, you get to host the, the regional. I don't know the last time Northern hosted this regional. Um, so that makes a big difference. I feel like the last time they hosted it was when they were all in the same uh, division as Marysville and yeah. Port Huron. So they just all have that McMorrin. You get them to come to your place. You're going to be the underdog against De La Salle, but, but embrace it and maybe try to steal one. Well, here's the thing. That, that's why the De La Salle game that's coming up is a big game because maybe you can show people you're not the underdog. Right. So the uh, and again the, the the when they when De La Salle came up to McMorrin, it wasn't that terribly a lopsided game. No, it ended up being what like five to three or something like that. But it was really a, a five to two. But it was a three two game. Yeah, because uh, because basically the the last couple of goals were just stupid bounces off mm. the ice that make no sense. Uh, Anchor Bay shutout Lance Cruz Unified three to nothing. Andrew McCabe, Noah Blankhorn, and uh, Kellen Paul had the goals. But I'm going to talk about Luke Christensen for a second. He had 24 saves in this game. He also had an assist, which is significant too. But this was his sixth shutout of the season and his second in a row. And, and he's in a stretch right now. With the assist, it now means all 20 players who have played in the game this year for Anchor Bay have a point. He, he was the only, he's the goalie, he was the only player without a point. All 19 of their skaters have scored at least a goal. That's impressive. That, that, that really, when you think about it, that, that's not easy to do and not a lot of teams do that. Um, more on Christensen and the Tars in a moment. One other game from Friday night, Bay Area beat Thumb Legion 9-1. to Peyton Bowerman, who's having a good season for uh, Thumb Legion, had the only goal in that one. And then that takes us to uh, Saturday, where uh, Marysville took on Gross Point North in the first game of a doubleheader at McMorrin that went two periods, and Marysville absolutely dominated. If you didn't hear this game, and you go back and listen on the uh, archive, the archive, you're going to go, who are they playing? Because you don't hear names from the other team very often. Marysville has the puck all the time. All the time. You might learn the name of Gross Point North's goalie. <laughs> Maybe a D-man trying to get it out. Uh, it's just uh, that they had the puck continuously. They outshot him 15-1 to in the first and 20-1 to in the second. And that that somehow doesn't paint how dominant it was because what you told me, neither of the shots came from inside the blue line. No, they were both dump-ins from center ice where the kid got to center and they needed to get off because they'd been pinned in their zone for four minutes. 
and they just dumped it in, and it happened to go on uh, goal. Um, and and Marysville spread the wealth. All three lines were rolling. All three lines got in on the scoring. But uh, Ben Lavalle had three goals and three assists, and this is back-to-back 20-goal seasons for Ben Lavalle. He scored 23 last year, and with his three in this game, he's got 22 now uh, this season. Brody Tuffin, two goals and three assists. Uh, Jackson Trembath, two goals and an assist. Trembath has five goals this year, Brady. Four of them have come against Gross Point North. He loves playing this team. Uh, Luke Fick had a goal and two assists. Camden Smith had a goal and two assists. Uh, Xaviero Politowicz, a goal and an assist. Garrett Schroeder set up a couple of goals. Gavin Vernarski had a goal. Uh, and Marysville, for two periods, just dominated. It was 4 nothing at the end of the first, and it felt like it was 10 to nothing. It was 11 nothing after two, and it felt like it was 31 to nothing. It really did. It got you in and out of there pretty quickly. So mismatched. And, and and what I like about Marysville is now everybody's healthy. They're rolling their lines. They don't have to play any three, four, five guys too much. They've got some nice pairings. Like they, they kind of jumbled their lines a little bit, and I like the combinations that they had on Saturday. Again, I know they're playing an inferior team. Right. But I, I like that that they get to play the puck a lot and touch the puck a lot and get a feel for each other. Uh, I like their lines. I like their defensive uh, pairings. Um, headed t- towards the the postseason, the only real question for me with the Vikings will be their goaltending. Um, Fayardo played this game, but he's a freshman. He's not going to play right. in the playoffs. It's going to be Nick Adam, and it's going to be Ryan Wynn. Um, they've been playing win a lot. He's the younger goalie, but I think they're trying to, to get him ready for next season. I don't know what the plan will be for the playoffs, but they'll go as far as their goaltending goes because the other parts of it have come together very nicely. And they're gonna be, they're gonna have two tough teams. Cranbrook, who is good, but they're not what Cranbrook has been in some years past, and a and a solid Liggett team. I don't think either of these hills are insurmountable for the Vikings. But they're probably going to have to go through both. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. Then my second game was Anchor Bay against uh, PH. I already told you about Christensen. He gets his third straight shutout. Now, he didn't have a ton of work in this one. He only faced seven shots in two periods because, again, um, you know, PH is playing with uh, nine skaters, and Anchor Bay's got a full complement of players. They've got three good lines, three good D pairings, and they just roll everybody, and they've got a real good goalie. And actually, Anchor Bay scored two quick goals in this game. We're up two to nothing, and it stayed that way until the last uh, minute and a half of the first period, and then the, the dam broke a little bit. It was four nothing after one, uh, and Anchor Bay uh, really poured it on in the second with six goals, and they win the game 10 to nothing, but that's Three straight shutouts for Christensen and uh, four in his last five games. Seven on the season. And the last team to score a goal on this guy was Port Huron Northern. Pretty good. Pretty good. Since you brought up uh, Anchor Bay, I think their regional is very winnable. I mean, they have Romeo and Dakota in there who are both solid and league opponents for them. Yeah, th- those are the tough two games, but they're teams that they don't have to be scared of because they play them all the time. And Lance Cruz Unified, Utica, 
uh, Utica Unified or whatever the yeah. other one is, and SFT Unified. Yeah, they'll beat those other three teams. In fact, they just beat Lance Cruz Unified they seven, Friday 3 They have a seven-team uh, region, and they're probably not going to get – well, yeah, they're probably not going to get the bye because Romeo's going to get it because yeah. they lead uh, – they, they're having a pretty good season too. But, yeah, uh, just, just based on their goalie alone – um, they're dangerous in a one-game elimination event because uh, he looks pretty good to me. The, the, and the game that is the one that he lost that really put him on my radar. Right. Uh, he, he made 43 saves uh, in that game against Northern and was really, really good. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and they get – uh, they get lots of offense. Titan Jones had the natural hat trick. You say, what is a natural hat trick, Stucky? It's three consecutive goals with nobody else doing anything in between for either team. So it was 4 nothing at the, at the end of one, and he scored to make it 5 nothing, 6 nothing, and 7 nothing. There you go. His fifth, sixth, and seventh goals of the season. Caden uh, Lee is, uh, I think he's related to Peyton Lee. He's about the same size. So picture that on skates, uh, and he had two goals and uh, three assists. He's got 17 goals this year. Uh, Wyatt Bleskowski is a defenseman, and with two goals and two assists, he now has 10 goals on the season. Uh, Ethan Peacock, three assists. They get a lot of offense from their defense. He's a defenseman, uh, and they were just uh, real solid, uh, and, and they got a win that I expected them to, to get against. A PH team that is really – very improved from the start of the season. Uh, this is a clunker, obviously, but if you look at the games they played before this, three or four games, they've been very competitive. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? One other. Uh, Adrian Lenaway beat Thumb Legion on Saturday, four to nothing. Uh, and Lauren Eager, who is uh, my my other favorite goalie in the the area, uh, in two losses, made seventy four saves this weekend. Okay. <laughs> so that's all the hockey. All right, uh, remind everyone where we are the next couple of days. Uh, where are we the next couple of days? Tonight, I have uh, you have. We both have BWAC girls ball. Yes, you you have uh, Yale at Armada, mm-hmm. uh, seven thirty tonight, and uh, I also have a seven thirty game. I'll be in Elmont, Elmont versus Imlay City, uh, and then uh, more girls basketball for you tomorrow night with Marysville and Chippewa Valley, and I'll have a, a big boys uh, matchup. Elmont will be at Yale in the BWAC, and uh, that will give us a lot of information and maybe or maybe not sort out the league a little bit. Right. Right, because then uh, everyone's probably hoping Yale drops a, uh, a game or two Yeah, if, if they can hold off Elmont. So uh, there we go with what's going coming up the, the next uh, couple of nights here on Get Stuck on Sports. Hope you enjoyed today's show, despite my early grumpiness. And draft on Wednesday because there's not a ton of games to talk about yeah, uh, no, the next couple. Not, and actually, Wednesday, there are no yeah. games that we're covering in the area. Yeah, so, so. we're going to need something to fill time. And it's about time we do the girls' draft. So yes, that will come Wednesday, I promise. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.